Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about the bladder. And here's the first question. If you drink more liquid than your bladder can hold, what does your body do with the surplus liquid until it's let go? Oh, you know, some people think there's like this direct pipe directly from drinking to peeing. But that's not exactly how it works. The consumed liquid doesn't immediately just find its way to your bladder. Uh, So the surplus water is just kind of in your body's various systems. So absent the pipe, perhaps you can Eli 5 explain uh, what happens in our bodies when you do drink then. Sure, sure. So when you drink something, the liquid first goes directly to your stomach. And then it kind of just sits around in the stomach until the stomach contents are sufficiently digested. You know, when the mixture is passed to the intestines. Now, most of the water is absorbed into your bloodstream via the large intestine. And finally, once in the blood, the excess water becomes removed by the kidneys and then passed down to the bladder. So all these processes I just described, it takes time. And the bladder, it gradually fills until maybe it's about a quarter full. And at that point, it starts to tell your brain that it needs to be emptied. Now, once this message is received to the brain, the muscles around the bladder start to kind of squeeze a little bit and the bladder starts to contract. So at the same time that the bladder sends you the message to the uh, the sphincters to relax and then let the liquid pass. So come to think about it, how long does it take for the water to get all the way down there? And how much can the bladder hold in the first place? Ah, so a healthy bladder can hold about, let's say two cups of urine before it's considered full. And when the bladder is full, it's roughly the size of a softball. And to your question about time, it takes about your body 9 to 10 hours to produce those two cups of urine. Why does drinking water when you already feel like you need a pee make that urge even stronger, uh, even though we've already established that water is pretty far from your bladder? That is a really good question. Um, And it's because the body is very picky about its water levels. So if you add more water, the body will quickly make more urine to allow for the absorption of the water you just drank. It's like kind of getting ready for the water you just drank, you know? Uh, An overall, overfull bladder could be potentially harmful. So the normal urge to pee will get upgraded to like this urgent feeling to protect the bladder when the body knows you're about to have an increase in urine production and your bladder is already full. Now, there's been some research that tells us that the bladder has this direct line of communication with your brain. Essentially, your bladder is full of nerves and receptors that tell your brain how full your bladder is. So now that I'm thinking about it, why is there even a mechanism to store urine in the first place? Uh, Or at least why is it under our conscious control? Like for animals, what would be the negative effect of just auto-urinating whenever the bladder is half full or something like that? Mm, So there's two reasons for this. Uh, First is sanitary. Urine can contaminate food and water, and this can spread many different diseases. Being able to retain waste until you are clear of food and water supplies helps mitigate this. And this is part of why humans have lived as long as we do, is because we have utilized tools to expand on this further with waste disposal. Now, second, for survival reasons. Urine is one of the many means that predators can find and track their prey. Individuals without the ability to retain waste would be at an evolutionary disadvantage because waste would be a kind of a connect the dots to your location. 
Okay, so maybe that was a silly question I asked then. No, no, not not at all. You know, birds actually do not actually have bladders or urethras. Instead, they convert the nitrogen into uric acid, which is then mixed with solid waste from the intestines and expelled. And this is why the uric acid uh, uh, is what makes bird poop white instead of brown. Ah, never knew that. Now, there's a phrase, shy bladder, that some men get. What is that? Oh, so the technical term is, uh, I think it's uh, paruresis, which is this phobia to urinate in front of others. It's kind of just your body freezing up out of shyness, the kind of a deer in headlights kind of reaction. Now, technically, it is the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system at work here. So the ELI-5 version is that the nerves that make you pee by force of will are controlled by a part of your brain that does not adequately work when you're in stressful situations or when it senses danger. I see. Now, why is it impossible to transplant a bladder? It seems strange to me that a heart can be transplanted and many other things can, but a bladder cannot be. Oh, well, actually, that's a common myth. Uh, It turns out it is not impossible. It's all about weighting of the positive and negatives of the procedure. Uh, transplantation of any organ is drastic, it's dangerous, and you know life-altering. With, say, a heart transplant, patients are usually really desperate. They really can't live without it. So transplanting easily edges out the kind of risks and possible complications. However, with a bladder, it's usually not as life-threatening, and there are also multiple other solutions. Surgeons can fashion bladders from the bowel or small intestine. They can create urine accumulation pockets to be drained by catheter. Or they can route the ureters to a port on the body to be collected by an outside bag. Now, these procedures are less complex compared to a transplant that might involve a lifetime on anti-rejection drugs and an overall weakened immune system. I see. So to a practical question then, uh, what is that feeling that I get when I go down a roller coaster, sort of in my bladder area? Oh, that's a great question. That still isn't fully answered either. So it's most likely that your kind of internal organs are shifting around when you're on the roller coaster. You know, the clenching, the abdomen in such situations is a perfectly normal reaction to kind of keep all your squishy bits in place. And when you hit the peak of a roller coaster and start dropping so quickly, you know, things inside start to shift around. And it's not just the movement of the organs themselves, but think about the movement of what's inside those organs, right? There's liquid inside the bladder and intestines, and they're all probably moving around, giving you that overall weird sensation. But that's not quite definitive. We do know, though, that the zero gravity affects the bladder from the experience of astronauts, right? Yeah, yeah. So low gravity makes it difficult to tell if your bladder is full because the bladder's stretch receptor nerves don't feel the weight of the liquid. And astronauts have been trained to empty their bladders every two hours because of this. Fascinating. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have suggestions for us. And as always, thank you to the community at r slash explainlikeim5 on Reddit. We will see you all next week.